Hello and welcome. I'm Chelsea, certified mermaid, diver, and science communicator. And I'm Blake, scuba dive master, freediving instructor, and also a science communicator. We've created the Save the Mermaids podcast to connect ocean lovers from across the seven seas who have a desire to protect our waters and learn to live in sync with nature. Save the mermaids, save the seas. Let's dive in. And now for our happy environmental news. I have something coming to you from Finland. Aw, yes. how nice. They always make me think of mermaids because they have fin- Finland. Because <laughs> it's the land of Finns. It's the land of Finns. <laughs> I'm sure that's perfectly translated. Yeah, yeah that makes a lot but of But that's sense. what happens in my mind. <laughs> um, Finland becomes the world's first country to legally require carbon negativity by 2040. Oh. Yeah. So... Don't fuck with Finland. Uh, The target was decided as a result of the work of the Finnish Climate Change Panel, which calculated Finland's fair share of the world's remaining carbon budget. The calculation took into account its population size, its ability to pay, and its historical responsibility for the climate crisis. You know, just a little bit of work. Heartwarming. Look at them. Good job, Finland. Bravo, Finland. Yeah. And that's not that far away. No. Like 2040 is like 18 years. I was like, what year is it? I know. <laughs> is it still 2020? It's still 2020. It for feels sure. like it. <laughs> oh, that is good news. I yeah. Like that. So I'm, I'm like, that's pretty soon to yeah. be making. That's a huge, like the entire country is carbon negative, not even neutral. Negative. Yeah. That's, I hope other countries follow suit. Yeah. Come on, America, China. China would be huge. Let's do it, China. Woo! And America for sure. America. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today? I haven't prepared anything (laughs) (laughs) that's good because we the animal i picked for today is bananas we are talking about the electric eel oh are we talking about like the freshwater one from like colombia like the amazon yeah those are chonkers yes and they're crazy (laughs) are they i have three pages of notes here and i know that means nothing to our viewers but it means something to you (laughs) (laughs) um so yes they are a freshwater fish not eel really they're not related to eels oh yeah so it's not like a moray Mm-mm. okay it's a fish yeah huh. uh they're found in freshwater rivers and swamps in neotropical waters in south america and what neotropical means it just includes tropical um terrestrial regions of the americas and the entirety of south america so not ocean but inland water okay things. yeah they um, are not at all closely related to a true eel, but are part of the knife fish order, which actually puts them closer in the family with catfish. Ew. I know. <gasps> Yuck. So there were things, oh, we lived in South Dakota for just the most miserable hot minute of my life. <laughs> and fishing there, um, my husband would always accidentally catch bullheads. Okay. And they're like little tiny catfish looking thing and they were just so gross slimy yeah just really <laughs> like whenever I think of catfish I'm like Ugh. Ugh. trash eaters yeah yeah I don't love a catfish I told you the only time I blacked out was because of the catfish right while diving oh I think you did tell me so did we uh-huh. say it on the air though? I don't think so Tell so it. 
this all goes back to a childhood. You know, those like core memories that just destroy you as a child. Yes. <laughs> um, so my grandpa in Kansas told me, okay, Blake, we're going to go fishing for cat or for kitty cat mermaids. He's like, there's <gasps> kitty cat mermaids in this lake. And I want to show you one. So in my mind, I'm imagining like a super adorable half, you know, from the belly up, fluffy, cute, kitten in the bottom down like a mermaid yeah, tail like a little permaid that's what was in my brain oh I have a problem with your grandpa already <laughs> oh yeah he didn't realize how into mermaids I was because I was no joke I would think I was four at this time and so we go fishing I already am crying because I killed the worm it was a whole thing Aww. I was very sensitive Aww. as a child I still am but I've learned to cry less <laughs> <laughs> but so he reels in this and I know cat like I try to love everything but like catfish are hard for me because of this but he pulls up this like muddy slimy withering animal so I'm already traumatized because it's in pain I think because it's wriggling and then it's muddy looking and I was imagining that we were like gonna stick our hands in a magical pool and a cat mermaid was gonna (laughs) swim up and like want me to pet it right so (laughs) so I scream and I actually run all the way to my mom who's like a good 20, 30 yards away. I crawl up her entire body and I just start sobbing. Oh my, well, of course you did. (laughs) Because I thought that I was going to stick my hand in the water and a beautiful little kitten was going to come and cuddle me. Um, so I don't like catfish fast forward 25 years. (laughs) I go, uh, take my free diving course in the cenotes in beautiful Valladolid, Mexico. What I don't know about these amazing cenotes is that there's only one type of fish in them. And do you want to guess what it is? It's the only type of fish in there. It's the only fish I saw. How big are they? Catfish. Uh, these were not that big. They were less than a foot. So maybe like six inches and it was in clear water. So I could see them. They weren't as like muddy and gross. So I was like, okay, you're not that bad. It kind of helped my anxiety a little bit, but I was doing an 80 meter dynamic swim, which is a really long time. It's a really long swim. 80 meters. Like that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And so I'm at the end of it. And then I was like, I knew where the catfish were, but one of them, as I turned, turned and swam straight at me. So I turned my head and I look and I see it just coming at me. It was not honestly, like I know in my mind, it wasn't actually coming at me, but in my mind, I thought it was going to like eat my face off. <laughs> it was coming at you with a knife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she like, you know, had a chainsaw. She was revving it and coming straight for me. And so I look at it and I squeal underwater, which you know, you never release your air. I released my air, um, but I was right at the bottom of the buoy. I come up to the buoy, hold on to it, take off my mask, give the okay sign. And I go, and then pass out after my first recovery breath. So of course my instructor is right there, taps my face, you know, the whole blow tap talk method. Um, and then I came back and then I was, he's like, why did you do that? And I was like, there was a catfish. (laughs) So it's like, there's only catfish. Yeah. I have an unhealthy, that was a tangent, but I have an unhealthy relationship with catfish. Okay. Well, sorry about this episode. So now I don't know if I like electric eels because now they're closely related. Apparently. Yeah. They're just closer to catfish than they are to normal. It's its cousin. And I feel like catfish have already 
been my enemy so their cousins are the my enemy that's fair yeah, yeah that's fair <laughs> and maybe don't swim in the ter- terrestrial waters of the america okay <laughs> take that one off my list <laughs> Blake and Chelsea here. Want to bring the magic of Save the Mermaids into everyday life? If you're visiting the island of Oahu, then come diving with us. I am a PADI certified mermaid instructor and offer mermaid classes from ages six to adult. If you've ever dreamed of being a person, these classes are a great way to learn safely, try a tale for the first time, or deepen your existing skill set. Learn breathing techniques, mermaid tricks, how to swim in a tail in monofin, and more. You'll learn some ocean facts, conservation tricks, and spend the entire time smiling and making other people smile too. And if you're looking for a deep sea adventure, come on a pelagic shark dive with me. I'm a dive master and shark safety diver for Go Adventure Hawaii in the iconic North Shore town of Haleiwa. On this two hour tour, we will free dive with some of the top predators in the ocean, such as the Galapagos sharks, sandbars, tiger sharks. But remember, this is a cageless shark snorkel, so you must be comfortable in open water and deep sea conditions. Can't dive with us in person, but still wanna show your support? Then please go to www.mermaidconservation.com, click on the episodes tab and click on the support the podcast button to donate or write us a review on our podcast page of your Apple podcast app. We really appreciate your continued support that allows us to bring the magic of Save the Mermaids to you every single week. We truly could not do what we do without you. on track here yes okay yeah so up until 2019 it was believed that only one kind of electric eel ever existed there's actually two more species found that year oh wow yeah all in the same areas but i don't know two of them were just real elusive different yeah um these eels can stun their prey or any threat with their ability to generate up to 860 volts of electricity oh how can you do you have a comparison? Yeah. Yeah. So volts are the force in which electricity is emitted. And after a lot of research into electricity, I can tell you that I, I know nothing about electricity. Like <laughs> it was so complicated to me that even the remedial, like what is electricity blew my fucking mind. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. My entire life. The one thing I've always believed in magic and, you know, wonderful things like that, mystical things. But the one legit thing that I truly believe is magic in this world is electricity. I mean, I agree. The only way we even figured it out was what's his name? You know what I'm talking about with the key and then it like electrocuted himself. Thomas Ed. No, Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. I was like, <laughs> who invented? <laughs> yes, but you're right. It's just, I don't That's know. It's a like magical a magical thing. fairy tale. Yeah. That's totally a fairy tale. I do not understand electricity. So I'm sorry that I, I tried really hard to understand how to say this, but basically it'll fucking hurt. And <laughs> the shock could cause you to drown or even leave you incapacitated for years. So it's a lot for years, for years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so maybe don't touch an electric eel if you can help it. Uh, I was thinking about it more about that later though. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so it, it could also lead to respiratory or heart failure. Um, an electric eel produces enough electricity to power a light bulb and then some, and in 2019, the Tennessee aquarium hooked their eel tank up to their Christmas tree. (laughs) (laughs) That's adorable. Uh, 
know. <laughs> I know. I really hope they still do it and I want to see it someday. Is it just like they're constantly like zingy? So or do they turn no, on their a, zinger? Yeah, there's a receptor from their brain that goes through to the organs that have so that have the zing. Yeah, I'll go into kind of how they do it. But it's, it's not always, but it's very, very fast when it happens. Okay. So the eel, um, the eel was studied in the seven, in 1775 and contributed to the invention of the battery. Oh, is cool. cool? I know. These are weird. Like, <laughs> the more I found out about it, electric eels, I was like, these are so cool. Why don't we talk about these more? Right. I feel like I only see them on naked and afraid because they try to end up have you ever seen the one there's like a crazy guy on naked and afraid he's on it like at least <laughs> once a year and I just remember him killing it with a machete and it made me cry because it actually had a really cute face and oh. it was like they're big yeah they're big yeah I hate that I know I cried I feel like electric gills only get attention when they're part of like something like that or like a mm-hmm. prank like how shark week this year had the jackass episode and they put wee man in with the yeah. electric eel. Uh-huh. it's like that's the only time you ever hear of them. Right. Yeah. But there's, they need love too. They need love because they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in their biology, they have three pairs of electric organs and they use a low voltage to help them navigate. Um, and the high voltage fucks shit up. Oh. So they use sort of an electro current to help them know what's going on around them. And then when they turn on those receptors, that's when they, they give the big shock. Okay. So their organs are filled with electrocyte cells. The entire time I was researching this, I thought it was electrolytes. And I was like, we drink those. <laughs> You're like, those are really good for my heart. <laughs> like, I love electrolytes. <laughs> electrocyte cells that are positive on the outside and negative on the inside. So when the eel's brain sends the signal, one electrocyte cell changes to negative, causing the surge. Like a battery. Exactly. How cool. Animal, like living batteries. Science. Science. (laughs) I know. Um, They can reach, this is gross. Okay. You you might want to, I know you're sitting down, but like stay Uh, seated. I'll grab my water. They can reach up to eight feet long. That's like how big the ones I saw on Naked and Afraid were. It was like five feet. It was huge. That's not okay. That's not, I don't think that's okay. Mm. I mean, it is okay because they're cool, but like, don't step in their lake. No, you're not going to get away from that. Yeah. That's not your lake. It's, it's like, that's, yeah, that's not your lake. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we don't know their life expectancy in the wild, but the captive ones can live more than 20 years. Wow. I know. That's a long time. Yeah, that is a long time. Um, like I said, they also use their net, uh, electricity to navigate because they have really, really bad eyesight. Oh, studies show that the eels emit three different types of pulses of electric. pulses. Yeah. Electric pulses. So low votes for low volts for electrolocation. Okay. <clears throat> short high pulses for hunting. And the highest one is for attacking, mm. which I, I don't think I have three kinds of anything. <laughs> You should see my hunting skills. I'm like, <laughs> when I find that taco tree, though, things about to be lit. High voltage. <laughs> uh, so after shocking their prey, they follow the electric field 
um, like a radar to find where it is stunned, mm. which is super cool. Yeah. Ugh, but also, ugh. Ugh. they have gills, but get 80% of their oxygen by gulping air with their mouths. Um, this is an evolutionary tool because they live in such muddy, disgusting, not oxygenated water. Mm, there's just not enough oxygen in their water. Right. Wow. I know. So they developed the, I don't, and they're not mammals, but yeah, 80% of what they breathe is from their mouths. Fish mermaids. Fish mermaids. But don't tell kids that. They're eels. Because <laughs> they're going to pass out later. <laughs> <laughs> My great grandkid is going to be like, My great grandma told me that electric eels were fish mermaids. Fish mermaids. <laughs> Man, these things are just scarring people left and right. Um, the male eels build nests using their own saliva, which is ugh, and are responsible for guarding the eggs until they hatch. One nest can yield 1,200 babies. Do they all survive? Or is it like a super low? That's a lot of babies. That's a lot of babies. Like I'm imagining I just, most of them become snacks for like frogs and stuff in the area. Probably. But yeah. I also picture the waters of South America <laughs> just like wretched with yeah. electric eels. You do not want to swim in the Amazon. No, no, there's no way. Uh, Josiah had a cousin who tried to swim across it when he was living out there uh, with a, a local tribe. And one of his buddies had a boat, like a tiny little rowboat right beside him. And he made it about halfway across. And then he felt this like stinging pain on his chest, shot his whole body out of the water into the canoe, looked down. He had, they believe it was a catfish, <coughs> obviously, because what else would try to suck on you like that, except for a catfish, had bite marks that went from the top of his chest. And he's a pretty big guy all the way down to his belly button. It just like full on, thank God it didn't get his legs. It would have just gotten it, but it just straight on his belly. I hate that story. Yep. <laughs> the Amazon. The Amazon. Like I want to go there because it's all the cool stuff is there, but I don't want to not be in a bubble when I'm there. Exactly. You know what I mean? They, something cool. They can leap out of the water to attack their prey. Can you imagine? No! <laughs> And they're like, how, how long did you say? Uh, they can get up to eight feet long. It's just ugh. leaping out of the water and then electric. It's like nightmare. Right? The perfect predator. It really is. Ugh. Whenever, you know, like all those ancient European maps that have like weird animals. They, <gasps> this is one of them. That's totally one of them. Oh God. I know. These things are bananas. They're bananas. Yeah. And then the last step is just they eat vertebrates like crab, shrimp, and adult. Uh, the adults eat fish, amphibians, and crustaceans. So they're just like a big blob of, it's gross, but it's so cool. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to meet one, but like probably at an, an aquarium. Yeah. Yeah. Or through a glass. Yeah. And maybe charging up a Christmas tree. Yeah. Oh, Merry Christmas. Festive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there, is there, do you know of any places where they actually have them? So that aquarium I talked about, what was it? The Tennessee aquarium has them because they're the ones that hooked up their, their Christmas tree. Are they common? I feel like they're not common in a lot of aquariums. You know, I have no idea. I guess 
probably not you'd need a really muddy big area and if they're just electrocuting everything you probably couldn't have a lot of buddies in mm. in their no, system no buddies and I don't know how many people are like willing to go get them <laughs> <laughs> let me transport this electric eel yeah I'm gonna dredge through the Amazon waters <sighs> to get something that could kill me but if they have a lot of babies you probably just scoop up a little a little guy and Maybe. just he electrocutes a little box <laughs> just like a little like a, a shock that you get from like rubbing the carpet and <laughs> You're just, like, static makes your hair stand up a tiny bit <laughs> well that would be fun I, I don't want to play with them but I do want to know more about the babies for sure yeah I bet they're cute ugly yeah like so many other things we talk about like oh my gosh do you remember the um the marine igu- iguana uh-huh. that were called like the devils from hell imps. or whatever. Yeah, the imps from imps hell. From hell. <laughs> it's like they're cute, ugly. Yeah, yeah, just like these guys. Same Z's. <laughs> Thanks so much for diving in with us today. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Save the Mermaids Podcast. Visit our website at www.mermaidconservation.com for all the podcast merch and our eco-friendly favorites. And don't forget to join our Facebook community, Save the Mermaids Podcast Community. This is where we will post our monthly meetups, share our favorite underwater adventures, and connect with like-minded ocean lovers all over the world. Until next time, mermaids! Mm-hmm.